Coming up on the Get Live podcast, we're going to go through some lists. Yes. We're going to get you ready for the draft, and we're going to play a special game. How did we end up with Martha? How you doing, everyone? It is the Get Loud Podcast featuring Jinx and Smooth, presented by Seeky. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, brother. How about yourself, man? Well, right before this show, I got to eat a cookie that you made. How was it, man? Tell me the truth. It's delicious. Chocolate chip cookie? Oh, my God. See, most people don't don't respect my, my kitchen. I, they don't respect my baking <laughs> skills and my cooking skills. So I had to show them off at the office all the time. Got a guy by the name of Zach Selby. We go at it all the time. They say he nudged me in the cooking contest. What? Because I've already beat him in, like, numerous cookoffs. all right? Okay. So I think they really just want to give him a victory, a moral victory, which was fine with me. And yeah. They didn't get his man a victory. But he <laughs> only beat me with a cookie. But my chocolate chip cookie was pretty good. What you think? Oh, my God. It was very good. Huh? Shocked you. Homemade. Yeah. But I feel like you actually, if you're going to be a good cook, yeah. you have to have a passion for cooking. And I feel like you do. For I, sure. I do because my grandma and my mama raised me that way. Like, I, I got the book of Smoot at home now. It's a cookbook that was handed mm-hmm. down for generations and generations <laughs> of Smoots. All right, so I am the holder of it right now. And I love to cook. I cook for my kids every day. So, What's your specialty? The one dish where you're like, if I make this, it's, it's over. over with. Yeah. I love holiday food. Because I love to put spreads together. Mm-hmm. So Thanksgiving, for instance. Okay. I don't do stuffing. We do dressing. Okay. Right? See, we do dressing, and I do it with the white gravy, mm-hmm. cranberry sauce. So it's, it's it's there. It's one meal in one. It's yeah. all in one meal. So if I had to say a go-to, it would be dressing. We're going to talk about awards. We're going to talk about matchups yeah. in the playoffs or top Super Bowl matchups of all time. Yeah. But I want to start with Elton John. You know that's one of my favorites, right? Yes. That's Elm John Yellow Brick Road. I just sung this at karaoke two months ago. (laughs) So Yellow Brick Road is one of my go-tos. Very short song. Mm -hmm. But what I like about karaoke, and when I mastered karaoke, I understood this. Pick songs that people know because they'll start to sing it with you. Hence, not really knowing your voice tone. So when that Yellow Brick Road comes on, they all get to sing it. You hit the high notes at the end? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Yeah. So close. But so, so far away. But, I mean, right there, though. Right there. In the pocket. Yes. <laughs> so Elton John yes. just won the EGOT, ah. which is the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, the Tony. That's mm. a very select. Nothing group. else you can win. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. So what is the equivalent of the sports EGOT. The three things, maybe the four things, that if you win all of those, you've captured all of the major awards. I think you had to start out with the player of the, the like offensive or defensive player okay. of the year. You had to top that off with a MVP mm-hmm. season and the MVP of the Super Bowl. Like the MVP of the NF- NBA championship. Yep. I think that's the trifecta. I think that's right. I, I, I think that's it in Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. has won the EGOT of sports. Yep. Tom Brady is usually going to be a quarterback. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It's usually going to be a quarterback. I think the last defensive player was Charles Woodson. Defensive oh, player yeah. of the year, Super Bowl champion. I think maybe did he get MVP? Yeah. I don't know. So, Charles Woodson maybe, uh, Lawrence Taylor. Ooh, there's a good one right, right there. So yeah. it's a couple of guys on the opposite side of the ball that's got them, but it's kind of a quarterback mm-hmm. award 
I think it's all set up for them to win the Elton John Award. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of biased if you ask me. Right. Every now and then you'll see an athlete slip in and win like an Emmy for something, like something they voiced or something they were a part of, something they produced. Well, we got a lot of athletes that's been in a lot of movies. Yeah. Like LeBron James is getting a lot of stuff from him producing, yes. plus the shop and all this other stuff. But I thought Brett Favre should have got an Emmy for uh, what's the uh, – Something about Mary? Something about Mary. <laughs> Why not? And Marshawn Lynch did a great job in the show on HBO – uh, watch it. He did a great job acting. I know that shocks people that Marshawn did a great job. He's acting. actually funny. He's very funny. He did a great, and it was a serious part. He was playing Westworld. He was in okay. Westworld whole season. Which of is Westworld. crazy to me. Yeah, he was in the whole season last season of Westworld. Did a terrific job. So it's some athletes out there that can act now and sing. If you can win one, yeah. if you have a realistic shot at winning one of those, yeah. which one do you think it would be? Between the Emmy, the Grammy, oh, Oscar. Fred Smoot on hold the big hold screen. On, let me see what sounds better. Oscar Emmy winner. Award winning Fred Smoot or Grammy. Ooh. I think I'd go for the Oscar. Would you? Because yeah. I got to look at what I want sitting on my, my platform. Like, which one looks to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I be like, you know, just met a girl and I'm dating her, like, yeah, I want an Oscar, <laughs> by the way. You can win multiple Grammys. Multiple Oscars are very, very rare. So very to rare. get one yes. is to make you part of the 1%. Oh, yes. So I would say Oscar. What, what say you? I think it has to be Oscar. Yeah. Now, if you're behind the scenes, you can win. But to be a, a, an actor, like the primary actor, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, whatever, there's only like a cup, a handful of people who have won multiple well, Yeah, and that's statues. what I'm saying. So. Yeah. I thought you would say like an Emmy or something. You like an Emmy or a Grammy guy. Like, you know, give me a Grammy. Let me oh, get that I wish I could sing. I just think more money comes post-Oscar. Like, you get an Oscar, yeah. more money comes oh, to yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so it's it's like a yellow jacket in football. Once you get that Hall of Fame, price, they ain't like they used to be. Mm-hmm. Like, now you got to pay me 30000 for me to show up somewhere. Like, that's what the Hall it's of different. Fame jacket gets you. The Oscar gets me that. And no matter where I show up at in L.A., just pull out my Oscar. Get you in immediately. I just knock on the door like, what is, who are you? <laughs> Sir, it's a 7-Eleven. You can come right in. <laughs> Oscar. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get in this concert. Oscar. Like, I'm put, like who cares Oscar with him? Everywhere? Me. That's who. <laughs> well, since you mentioned the gold jacket of the Hall of Fame, let's yeah. talk a little football here. Yeah, let's do I, it. We're going to make some top three lists. I want to hear your list. Yeah. So give me, let's start with the top three commander's moments. From 2024. Uh, uh, well, 2023. <laughs> oh, so 2023. 2023. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, uh, I would say number one, the new ownership group. I thought it brought energy, optimism. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just brought a whole new cloud. It's just wonderful. Changing energy. Sam Howe, Broncos, ended with Chase Young, Montez Sweat, mm. being traded. Top three moments of the year. You. Oh, Honestly, you're gonna hate my answer. I, I, I hate most. One of, your of my favorite moments was because we were there, and I hate to say it, but it was at the end of the preseason because things looked so good, and Sam looked so good early on, and the optimism was so high. And I know things didn't pan out, yeah. and it's not really a part of the season, but after what we saw, there was so much hope there. And in that stadium, I remember everyone looking at each other like, 
Hey, this could be something. This new. could be something. After we done went up there and bullet the Ravens yeah, and, and trained and I killed, know. It, it was like, these guys could be something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there were individual moments that stood out to me. There were times when B-Rob looked great punishing people in yeah. individual plays yeah. like that. But, yeah. I mean, it's been a tough season. It's yeah. hard to come up with these, these seminal moments where you say, oh, this was the moment. But I guess the, the overarching thing is, at least now we know, everyone's still excited. Like, all right, it yeah. didn't turn out the way we wanted, but we can all but see we still got some. We yeah, got, yeah, still yeah. got a lot to yeah. be excited about, so, so it's all good. So we also have a Super Bowl matchup coming up eventually. Yeah. What are your top three Super Bowl matchups of all time? You can go back to the beginning. You can go back to recent times. And it's tough because there's all, some Super Bowls are great, and, and then some, some are, are awful. I happen to say, I, I like to reach back in my childhood. Okay. This is before I was even a Washington football player. Okay. I would have to say the best three Super Bowls I've seen had the same exact team in them. The Buffalo Bills. Because they never got blew out. The Bills were great in the 90s. It, they always, it was always a field goal at the end, even when we beat them. We did not blow them out. Yeah. I think the Cowboys spanked them at least once. But yeah. for the most, most part, they was, the Bills, They yes. was very, like, emotional. And then we got to the third, and I was like, I just feel sorry for the Bills. Yeah. Fans. Like, mm-hmm. so every Super Bowl that the Bills, I felt, was a thrilling Super Bowl. I did. Thoroughly enjoyed Patriots, Atlanta Falcons, mm-hmm. which I didn't think I was going to mm-hmm. enjoy the battle of Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Right? But with them going up the way they did, and I could feel Atlanta just partying at halftime. Yep. It was already there. Only for Thomas Brady to <laughs> come out here, the GOAT, and show you why GOATs meet. It's better than pork. Right? That's <laughs> what I'm telling you. So I thought them was very memorable, meaning mm-hmm. I couldn't forget yeah. the game itself. The Bills, it's crazy because I believe the Redskins blew them out. I know the Cowboys blew them out once. Mm-hmm. And then they had one game where it's very famous in Bills history, where I believe it was Scott Norwood, who yeah. he misses yes. that yeah. field yes. goal against the Giants. Giants, oh. And had a chance, and everybody put it on him, which isn't necessarily fair. But it's crazy to think about how the history of that franchise in that one moment, moment. and it's never all on one guy. I hate, I kind of hate when people do that. Yeah. But in that one moment, changed it, everything. It could have changed everything for this franchise. The I remember trajectory. that. Titans Rams was it Kevin Dyson? Yes. One yard London short. London Fletcher was in that and game. London was in L- that. London yep. was the one tackling him. Was it? Was it yeah, London? It was oh London. my god, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, London was the one tackling him. Oh my god, that was close. And then I'm trying to think of another one that was good that I remember. Did you say Seahawks Patriots? Seahawks, you talking about the interception they ended? Yes. Seahawks Patriots. All they had to do, you talking about Marshawn? Yeah. All you had to do was hand off. Everyone on the planet knew it except for Seattle. They had it. People lost some money. People lost some money on that one right there because Seattle was in their bag at this time. Mm-hmm. They had just won a Super Bowl. All right, this was going to be their second Super Bowl with the Legion of Doom, only to blow it at the goal line. So now we're talking about your personal list here. Yeah, yeah. Best, how about best playoff games you played in? Oh, oh, ain't no games. I only played in one. That's it? I did play for Washington. All right. Let's be honest. I was at that game. I thought you played in more than that. Washington, Seattle. Okay. 07. I was there. That was the playoff game. All right. They went to the playoff the year before I got back here when I went to Minnesota. Don't forget. When I went to Minnesota. I'm stunned by this. For some reason, I kept thinking you played more than that. I played in that Seahawks game and balled out. Mm-hmm. I almost took 
a couple of people out of that game. It was very emotional game to me. Really enjoyed it. Made play after play after play. It's very intense in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it. But the year that uh, Minnesota tried to put the all-star team together. Yeah. They brought in me and Pat Williams and all these mm-hmm. Chomper and all these guys. So we are picked to win the Super Bowl, not go to the playoffs. Win the Super Bowl. We get into training camp. They trade Randy Moss. I lose it. I'm like, what are y'all trying to do? All right. First play of the game, Dante Pepper by far at this time is the best quarterback I ever had in the league. There was a while there. Dante was slinging it. Hey, listen. My first game with Dante at quarterback, he don't make it out the first quarter, tears me up. I said, fellas, it's me. I am the jinx. <laughs> I, I am the guy mm-hmm. that was meant never to have a great quarterback. I, it has to be me. But my only time in the playoffs was against the Seattle Seahawks, which I think they went on to play in the Super Bowl that year. But that was my only playoff time right there. That was in Seattle. In Seattle, yeah. which can get loud. Oh, my God. And the field can start to shake in there. Like, these fans are right on top of you, and they're not mean. Like, like Phil- No, they're good fans. They're yeah, good like fans. Philadelphia fans are legitly mean, mm-hmm. meaning I have never had a family member go to a game in Philadelphia, nor will I ever. Right? Seattle is loud, but not mean. They're right. nice, yeah. but they're loud. I, I, I like that. So you're talking about receivers. Randy Moss is one of the best of all time. Yeah. But guys that you matched up against. I know yeah. Steve Smith is maybe one. Yeah. That was always. Giving, always. Always. Which two or three stand out to you? And whenever you had to line up across a guy, you were like, oh, man, not this dude. I had to do my research as I watched. Like, I'm watching when I, I soak up everything. Yeah. And I had to ask myself, did I play in the golden era of, of sports football? Think about it. All right. Okay. For instance, Nick Saban. I played against the greatest head coach football college of all time. True. I played against him. Bill Belichick, the best head coach in the NFL of all time. I played against him. Uh, Tom Brady, the GOAT quarterback. I played against him. Jerry Rice is the GOAT wide receiver. And Randy, number two. Yeah. And Larry Fitzgerald, three y'all. Whoever, I played against all of them. T.O.? T.O., I played against all of them. All right? So, did I play in the golden age of Emmitt Smith, all-time leading rush? I played against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, 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 else, who else up there? LaDainian Thomas. Oh, man. Played against him. Played against, like, did I play? Okay, I played on the team with Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. Greatest cornerback of all time. It's just Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer after Darryl Hall of Green, Famer. Champ Bailey, oh. Bruce Smith. Did I play in the golden era? If I played against the best quarterback all time, I played against the best wide receiver all time, I played against the best running back all time. Larry Allen to me is the best offensive lineman yep. of all time. I, I, did I, I? I think I had to play. I played against Ray Lewis. Is he not the best middle linebacker of all time? Yes, he, he Butkus maybe. I mean, but Ray Ray's right there. So what I'm saying is, I think I played. In the glory, in the midst of the glory. And this is just not even, I'm talking about college football too. Because you got to realize, Charles Woodson and Peyton Manning and Randy Mott, they just leave in college. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think I can't just point at one wide receiver when I played against them all. Mm-hmm. I played against Tim Brown. I played against them all. So Tim Brown's underrated. People forget how great he was. 
do people forget who Megatron was? Which is crazy. Don't, don't they know? It, they used to put two people out here like a gunner on this dude. Mm-hmm. Right? Do people understand it? Like, it's tons of dudes. Then, then you got still got the Reggie Wayne, Steve Smiths, Marvin Harrisons of the world. Uh, I played against them all. Plexico Burris is of the world. I played against them all. Joy Galloway in his prime. Nobody wants to see that. All I'm saying is I think I played and I survived in the golden age mm-hmm. of NFL and college football. So I won't point out one wide receiver, two wide receivers. I'm talking about them all. Yeah. Tons of respect for them. I enjoyed every play with them. Oh, man, how grateful are you are for that? Yeah. Because that's really remarkable to mention all those names. You're like, no, no, I played against all these dudes. I played against not some of them. Right. All, all these guys. Them. And I played against the coach like the coach's cower. I got to be coached by Coach Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Going against Belichick. I played against Parcells. I played against them all. Like, so it's, that's crazy. So it's, it's, it's so different. That's why I think it's – I had to ask myself, did I did I play in the Golden Age? Because I think yeah. I did. If you're going to go off of – Greatest of all times. Oh, no question. Yeah. And you really have to be right there in that sweet spot to get some guys early in their careers. Real, and some some guys in the peak and some yeah, guys late. late. Yep, yeah. Yep. Ooh, mm-hmm. man. Let's pay some bills. Do it. Then we're going to play a game. Yeah. We got a game coming up for you. All right. Let me speak on Honda for a moment. Mm-hmm. You got to feel the power of the CRV hybrid and Accord hybrid, Honda's most electrifying vehicles yet. Find adventure in one of Honda's. Rugged SUVs and trucks like the Pilot Trail Sport, Honda's most rugged SUV ever, or experience the thrilling performance of the fun-to-drive Honda Civic with an available turbocharged engine. Get power, performance, ruggedness with Honda. Find the Honda perfect for you. See your local Honda dealer today and our friends at RTS. Mm -hmm. Recycle Track Systems transforming the way commercial businesses and communities manage waste and recycling. They combine the power of AI with premium customer service to optimize waste pickup schedules, ensuring timely and efficient collections to keep our neighborhoods cleaner and greener. Visit RTS.com to learn more about how they can help your business manage waste more responsibly. It's game time. It is. So, you know this game. You can call it whatever you want. Headband Anna, is the new name. Headband it. is a name. There is an I app call for it charades. Charades. Yeah. So Anna has does a great job producing our show. Yeah. She's going to bring up these note cards, yeah. and then we're going to place these cards on our respective heads, and we're yeah. going to try to guess what is written on these cards. So if you're listening, you can play along but as I well. But I thought about it. If I put it on my head, can't you see it? Can't look at the camera. You got to look at me. <laughs> <laughs> right, we will see. Okay, uh, Anna's going to bring these up. A few moments later. I, I thought we were going to pull them in, in, and put them right there. Okay, I'm joining. All right, come on. To the Let's get it done. All righty. All right. Okay, do I need to explain this again? Uh, no, I, I, think, I think you did a good job. Okay. I'll introduce myself. Hello, everybody. I'm the producer of the show. I'm AP Anna on everything I've else. Say, so. Anna, okay. baby. Tell me what you are. <laughs> yeah. Um... But I guess we can get started. I threw in cards to throw you guys off. As well. You want to yes. go first? You go. You, you go. go. You All go. Right. All right. All three at once? No, just one. But one, one, and then we'll switch to the other? Yeah. Yeah, just one first. All right, I can't see this. Yeah. Nope, it, you cannot see this. Yeah. But I have no idea what this is. Uh, and then you, you can don't. put it on your forehead right. if you want. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. All right, check this out. Bubbles, blowing bubbles. Uh, all right, check this out. No, 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 no. but you got to keep it on. Oh, okay. Bubbles what? Bubbles the champ. Uh, no, no. What's his last name? Bubbles Jackson. You know, right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. 
Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Boxer. Uh-huh. Uh, talker. Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Okay, but you gotta use words to describe Fred. I realize that. <laughs> all right, all right, words. All right, check okay, this out. Okay. Uh, the GOAT played the same position I played. Deion Sanders. Thank you. Yeah. Bam. Okay. Woo! I don't know how we would have done Bubbles the Chill when it worked. <laughs> but, you but, but I got it right now. It's like he's blowing bubbles. All right. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Well, okay. It's upside down. That's all right. That's all right. Okay. Okay. He's also a cornerback. He's a friend of yours. You buy him gift cards. Sean Springs. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I don't know what this is. Oh, that was. I don't know what I'm this is. Deflect this, Jason. Pass, pass. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. What are you gonna do, Macho Man Randy? No, I, I sound like Macho. Come on, uh, Ric Flair. No, no, no. Uh, 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 he he body slammed Andre the Giant. Ho Hogan. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Can we go back okay, to this? Now we need a backstory for this last. I have no idea what this I is. I have no idea either. Oh, I don't know. Anna doesn't know. Yeah, How are you gonna tell me? Okay, okay. Uh, God. Okay. This 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 floats to a light. A mouth. Okay. And then remember the character in the eighties, not He Man, but she. Mothra. Yes. What is that? That's that's the that's a uh, what's the name of uh, Godzilla? Oh, yes, we still the, got it. That's the, that's the <laughs> mouth that flew to Godzilla and sprinkled the pixie dust on him to bring him back to life. Oh my God, I had so no idea. So basically, Godzilla and Martha date. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't know the backstory. This. This was, yeah. uh, this was I had no idea. Well, we still sister. got it. Hey, hey, listen, hey, man. Good job, man. <laughs> Oh, all right. Yeah, I was getting stressed out. Though. I was like, stressful, right? everybody's going to be like, that guy's real yeah. dumb. I don't get that at all. Now I'm blowing up in front of the bubbles everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to put bubbles jacks on <laughs> like I'm jacking the car. <laughs> hey, listen, Get Loud Podcast is brought to you by Bet365, the official sports betting partner of the Washington Commanders. Bet on a range of NFL markets with Bet365. app. Craft your own personalized bet slip with parlays. Access thousands of games with live streaming. Place your bets before the match or during the game, it's up to you. Download Bet365 app today. Join 80 million members worldwide, age 21 plus only. Must be physically located in Virginia. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. MWAA. We don't travel to escape life. We travel so life don't escape us. Dream of any place anywhere in the world. And in a blink of an eye, we're there. That's the wonder of flight. All you have to do is decide where to. Dulles International Airport. Let your imagination soar. Book your adventure today at flydullis.com slash nonstop. Beautiful. Mothra. Really? Mothra. Really? Man. Really? We got Sean Springs. (laughs) We got Bubbles the Chimp. Bubbles Jackson and Mothra. And Mothra. Come on, man. (laughs) Come on. Now, you know we're going to hear some reactions like that come draft time. Like, come on. Every, nobody's nobody's ever nobody's truly ever happy. happy. And the people that are usually happy, they don't get what they want five years later because the player end up stinking. Yeah. They usually like people. Ah, oh, with the twenty seventh pick, we picked Tim <laughs> Tebow. Yeah, no. <laughs> then they pick a guy like Tanner. Boo, New York Jets. Don't yep. know what they got. Two is gone. 
the draft is a lottery. It's a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Just because we were good at college don't make us great pros. And everybody think, yeah, we're going to fix ourselves through the, through the draft. Don't you know, if you draft seven players, on the average of two of them will be on your team in three years, yep. two years? I'm just saying. It's one of those things where just take it. I like the unsexy picks when they be like, with this pick, we take Chris Samuels. Everybody quiet. He only going to be your stalwart for 10 years. Right. So sometimes it ain't the sexy. And I know how everybody feeling now because quarterback is the sexy pick. It always. It's the uh, wide receiver, too. Quarterback yes. and wide receiver, down so sexy picks. I can't believe we got him. Our fantasy team going to be <laughs> off the chain. Quarterback goes out there and he's Nate Peterman. <laughs> so just like just like the 49ers. Like, just like the 49ers draft Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant. Last pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. He's a pro bowler. All right? They spent all that capital trying to get Trey Lance. Trey Lance a backup. Hey, hey, Trey Lance ain't played a snap of football. They go, that's what the draft is, Jinx. It's it's no really educated way to get it done. Mm-hmm. You take the players that's available, take the one you want, and you move on. So the Bears have the number one pick. Commanders number two. Yeah. If you're the Bears, yeah. are you going to keep Justin Fields or are you leaving him behind and moving on to someone like Caleb Williams? Okay. This If I'm the GM at the Bears, okay. I know Justin Fields can play. Mm-hmm. The question is, how much money do I want to pay him? That's a good question. Do I want to pay him market value, which is – do I want to say, here go a Justin Fields deal? So we can have some put some people around you. Because if you let me give you the right deal, I can also draft Marvin mm-hmm. Harrison. And I can draft Brock Bowers, getting you a tight end and a wide receiver. Yeah. And it allows me to sign in offensive alignment I need for you, Justin. All right, I can start this thing over, push the reset button, and playing in Soldier Field, coming off Lake Michigan. Will Kayla Williams be effective in that tight weather? I will Drake may be better standing 6'4, 210. I mean 220. Mm-hmm. All right, taller frame. All right, so the question is, are you ready to push the reset clock or not? And I think they will. The question is, who are they going to get? Because whoever they get, yeah. we, we get the other person. Yeah. Unless we get on the phone with Chicago and say, how much is it gonna cost me to move up? One pick. And it will cost. Well, think about it. What would you give? Would you give your the number two pick and one of your second round picks to move up one? I don't know. You can, but you you better believe that there is a significant difference between Williams and May, and I'm not quite convinced that there is. Yeah. That's well, just me. Well, everybody like Jaden Daniels all of a sudden. Too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel like he RG4, but they like him. I think he's. Big, I think he got some game to him. But mm-hmm. if I ever had a guy that I would like, I'm high on him one day and I'm mm-hmm. unsure the next, it's Jane Daniels. So, like you said, if it's not a big difference in these guys, why move? Right. Stay put. Right? Some people telling me, Smoot, man, I trade down. Get Bo Nix. And I was like, no, that's Ooh. Zach Wilson, the third. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, because I always had to ask myself, especially about these these quarterbacks, the last couple of drafts, ever since COVID. Mm-hmm. You know how you was on campus and that dude graduated two years ago? He refused to leave campus. Yeah. Hangs out, throws all the best parties, and we wonder why he never go to class. Well, he actually graduated <laughs> three years ago. Well, Bo Nix is that guy. Bo Nix is the old dude on campus. And now I can't be giving you all the props, Bo Nix, because you beating up on kids in college. <laughs> I, I, 
Michael Penix, another same guy. Same way. Say, say, Started say, Indiana. He's had what four surgeries. So it's all of these guys got something. So I'm eager to see mm-hmm. what they do. And I think because we do got those two second round picks, we're not in a hurry mm-hmm. to move around. For what? Take the dude that's never think about this. Carolina Panthers took Bryce Young. Texans just sit there and waited. Took CJ Scribe with the next pick. Do you think they happy about that? Oh my God. They're gonna be dying. They're two different players right now. And which I don't want to. And it's it's not over. It's, yeah, it's, it's not over. Yeah. But come on, one is six four. Like some stuff just like that's the one thing I hate about the draft. They are not looking for reasons to draft you. They're looking for reasons why not to draft you. That's right. Like they're looking for flaws. And they're looking for anything they can think of. And mm-hmm. the only flaw they had on CJ Scroud was he Ohio State quarterback. What they got to do with me? Right. What, what do these other dudes that I never met right. have to do with me? School doesn't have anything to do with it un- unless you've all been developed by one guy who – and that's even – even that's sort of a stretch. Well, USC had a stretch for a second where they would have these high-drafted quarterbacks and they would stink. Right. right. Carson Palmer didn't, but Matt Leinart and – yeah, you know how everything went with that. Mm-hmm. So it's certain schools that I'd be like, oh, I understand what you're saying. I don't want yeah. a quarterback from there. Like, it just never seems to pan out. It never seems to work. I felt that way about Penn State running backs before Saquon Barkley. All right, so They had a lot of running backs that never did anything. Curtis Enos, all of them. They like just, Kajana Carter. Oh, I played with Kajana. Did you? I had a Washington team that had four number one picks on it. Big Dan mean? Wilkerson. Okay. Bruce Smith. Kajana Carter. Okay. Jeff George. Oh, Jeff George. Jeffrey George. Out of Illinois. Uh, uh, hey, listen. I love the ch- the sheriff. Listen to <laughs> If you want to know somebody that did everything their own way, yeah. Jeff George. Oh, yeah? Jeff George is, when I say uber talented. Just, His arm, there was no questioning the arm strength. Uber talented. But boy, did Jeff do Jeff. Jeff did Jeff, but I had four number one picks, four wow. different draft, one team. Wow. Wasn't – am I saying this name? Blair Thomas, didn't he go to Penn State? Blair Thomas. Like, they had a run where none yes. of them did well in the league. That's true. Like, that was a stigma them. for a long for time. a long time. I, I, I Like, I don't want that. And for a long time, I didn't want to take a Florida wide receiver. They were great in college. Yep. Would get in the league, would fizzle out. So, it's like some schools have mm-hmm. that thing about them. Number three, Patriots sitting there. Yeah. Would you look at a quarterback? Or they have to. Do you think so? Uh, what would. do you do if, if because I think the most can't-miss talent, which I think is pretty common, is Marvin Harris Jr. Right. Like, he's going to be a stud. you have nobody to throw him the ball. Yeah. <laughs> he's just there. Yeah. All right, so it doesn't matter anyway. Like, this is a very deep wide receiver draft. Never as deep at quarterback. So, the question is, Third quarterback is the third quarterback, Jay Daniels, because I'm sure they'll love mm-hmm. to have him at three. So I think, and then you got to realize they finna get a, they got a new head coach. Yep, he gonna want a fresh start with his new quarterback. He gonna feel like I can find wide receivers in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. Mm-hmm. I can't find Jaden Daniels in that round. They have to go quarterback, and we see this every year. First pick, second, third, I'll go quarterback unless a tackle mm-hmm. gets in there, offensive lineman. So, hypothetically, let me ask you this. There is – most people would say, I don't, 
I'm not a draft guru, but there's a drop-off after the first two quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams, yeah. Drake May, and then there's a drop-off, and then you have maybe, like, Jaden Daniels. If there's a drop-off... I don't think it's that much, though. Okay, and group. I think that's the, the, yeah, the main yeah. question, right? Because yeah. if you think there's a drop-off, you might say, we got to get this Harrison kid. Yeah. He can't miss. Yeah. If you don't believe there's a drop-off, then you say, well, listen, well, we we got to have a quarterback. Some people are saying Odezi, the wide receiver for wide receiver. yeah. They saying he better than Marvin Harris. There's some people that say Yeah, that. that's true. So they saying he more polished. Mm-hmm. All right, so at the end of the day, apples are oranges. What you want, the one thing that people realize quickly in the draft, you can't draft everybody. Yeah. Because I love Brock Bowers. Tight oh, I, lo- I think he's going to be a star. Oh, my God. But I know we just can't get him and a quarterback. Yes. Like, it's going to be hard to get that done. So mm-hmm. you got to watch who you fall in love with. So now I watch your boy Sanders, tight end from Texas. We can get JT can we play. Can get Caleb, and we can get Sanders Ooh, that, with one oh, of the second-round picks. I, why you get a tackle with one of the other second-round picks? Mm-hmm. So it's ways to get things done. You just might not fall with the guy you're in love with. Do you ever buy into the idea that you should only draft a position so high? Like, Brock Bowers could go top five. Yeah, but— Or do you say that's I, high for a tight end? I can't take him number two. Right. And I can only take him that high if I got a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, if he the missing piece for a team that just happened to be – like, if I'm Chicago and I got all these high draft picks mm-hmm. and I could walk out of here keeping Justin Fields and have Marvin Harrison and Brock Bowers, I won the draft. Right. I don't need nothing else. I have just won the mm-hmm. draft. Yeah. So, it depends on where you at as a team to tell me who you're going to draft and where. Where do you stand on the whole argument? And we hear this every single year. Do you yeah. go with – Filling a need or best player available. Best player available. It's tough. All right, when you got a roster like ours, mm-hmm. we fill it needs. Okay. Right? We ain't got the chance. We ain't we ain't got the luxury of best player available. Mm-hmm. We have to fill so many holes that it's like, no, we need we need an end. Mm-hmm. We need a tight end. We need a quarterback. We need this. We have to address these things. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we have free agents. So we can an $80 million cash to spend. Yeah. So we can address some of this before the draft. Oh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, it is. We're going to pay some more bills. Why and, not? And I'm going to ask you about music, because I know yeah. you love music, and you have a history of music that I want to yeah. know more about. I love music. Folks, let's talk about Honda. Feel the power of the CRV hybrid and Accord hybrid. Honda's most electrifying vehicles yet. Find adventure one of Honda's rugged SUVs and trucks like the Pilot Trail Sport, Honda's most rugged SUV ever, or experience the thrilling performance of the fun-to-drive Honda Civic with an available turbocharged engine if you wanted. Power, performance, and ruggedness only with Honda. Find the Honda perfect for you. See your local Honda dealer today. And, guys, come on. Look at the screen. Yeah, SeatGeek. It's SeatGeek, baby. It is. Oh, yeah. The official ticketing partner of the Washington Commanders. The deal is finalized. They are part of the family. If you haven't heard the name yet, get used to it because you will continue to hear about our friends from SeatGeek, whether you're buying or selling tickets to Commanders tickets or really any live event in the DMV. SeatGeek is the place to do it. The new official ticketing partner of the Washington Commanders. So Commanders fans can fan. Yes. Get your fan on. When I had my... Face stuffed that delicious cookie that you made. Yeah, why, thank you. And we were watching 
that video of Ocho Cinco yes, out in Vegas promoting the Super Bowl in Vegas. Freestyling. Freestyling. So terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> it wasn't good. Come on, Chadrick. Well, You're better than that. What it. was his first line? Win, 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 hey, win. You I'm know like, it's over. It's over there. It's over there. But like, the other dude was spitting. No, yeah, no, the other dude, I don't know who that dude was, but he, yeah, I had he could to put, spit. I had yeah. to put a mask on because he spit in my face. So you, <laughs> you had a history where you were involved in some – yeah, I always listen. The South and music goes together, mm-hmm. and here go the, here go the thing. Every rapper want to be an athlete. Every athlete wants to be a rapper. Didn't Master P try for the NBA at one time? He made the team. Did he make the team? He made the Raptors team. Yeah, like like preseason though. Like no, he made the team. Did he? Yes, he did. So it, it's this thing, this love affair, because music is a part of sports, and sports mm-hmm. is a part of music. So we want to be each other so bad. So I have always dabbed in music. When I first got here, of course, Wale was real young, and Wale oh, yeah. was just finishing football. Wale used to play cornerback. So okay. we had that in common. Then he was like, man, I'm going to be a rapper. So then we started kicking it. He had his first video. I was in his first, all his first videos mm-hmm. and stuff. So because I we just hang out in the studio together all the time. So then I end up meeting my homeboy from Atlanta who – who's a writer okay, and a producer. So I got him to start writing and producing some tracks for Wale and Rick Ross. Oh, nice. And that's how I developed into to music. It, yeah, it, yeah. It started to put me into the music right there. So I enjoy that. And plus, when you're an athlete, mm-hmm. we hang around them all the time. Mm-hmm. So we got, like, relationships with them. And then when I lived in Atlanta, I used to, like, walk down the street and everybody thought I was ludicrous. Because of how I look. You, yeah, you got a Luda look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd, yeah, like, yeah. they'd be like, Luda. And I'd be like, where you at? Like, <laughs> like, where Luda at? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, so it's it's a marriage there. And it's an yeah, yeah. envy there with both sides. For sure. Yeah, it, both sides. Man, when I was in high school, I had a buddy of mine, and he signed a contract with, I believe it was Decca Records at the time in Nashville. And he had an album come out and had yeah. one song break top 40. Yeah. And we wrote a handful of songs together. Now, I can't play music. But our musical instrument, yeah. but I can always write. Yeah. And we wrote one song together and then used another guy from Nashville, and we got the word back. This is yeah. back in the late 90s. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett is considering your song, song. Yeah. as the final track on his album. It was called Ain't No Lonely Like You Leaving. It's very much a Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett Buff- song. Yeah. And we waited. We're like, oh, my God. Like, is he considering? Sweet. And I'm a high school yeah, kid. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I co-wrote this so song. We rich. And then we, came, <laughs> we, we got the word like two months later, Jimmy's going to write his own song. And we're like, oh, he, he probably like stole y'all. It was song. probably much it, better. Yeah, he probably stole like the basis. <laughs> I know he's like, I like this. Yeah, I don't yeah, like these yeah, lines. Yeah, 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 it's time for Jimmy to come <laughs> in and make some money. <laughs> hey kids, I'm not gonna use the song. You can have it back. <laughs> hey, but, gave it back. But that had to be thrilling. It was right? thrilling. Just the thought of it. Yeah. And actually, the creative process. Yeah. is If you love music, oh, I mean, there's nothing music like it. Is, is the best because it's like a cooking the stew. Like yeah. everybody's putting their little input mm-hmm. in, and oh, let's take this out, let's take this out, let's put this in, put this in, and that's how the that's how the sausage is made. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, to me, there's nothing like, and I don't have a ton of experience, but when you're trying to find the right way to convey a thought, yeah, and it's sometimes it's just the right word, word. the right turn of phrase, and it can yeah. change everything. Yes, and, and that's what makes it so exciting, and that's what makes music is living poetry. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I love it. It changes moods. Mm-hmm. I can hear the right song, and it'll change my mood instantly. You're playing that song for me? Because I love, when I hear a song, I never stream. I mean, yeah. I stream, but what I'm saying is, if I hear a song I like, I always buy it. Yeah. Always buy it. I research it. I go into the software, and I put in the songwriters. Like, I love to 
end up making the connections, right? With the song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you were playing that one song for me. I was like, that's a good song, but it was like an R&B jam from like the early 2000s, and I was reading about this group and what happened to them, and yeah. so I love that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. man. So what do you do now as an outlet since yeah. you were involved in that? Well, I, I still like everybody rides and freestyles in their car when, oh, the, right, yeah, yeah. when the right song come in, and everybody sings in the shower. I I love old, like like the music I'm listening to now, mm-hmm. an artist by the name of Christian Young. Yep. His music sounds like he's from the 70s. Mm-hmm. But he's making it now. So I love older music. Like, and they say once you make it to a point where your music palette don't accept new music, you're officially old. Yep. And I have made it to a point where even with hip hop, I love hip hop. I don't know none of the new artists. My kids had to tell me right. all the time who people are. I, I wouldn't know them if I was standing beside them. That tells me you've made it to that point. Mm-hmm. You are old. And I enjoy old school music. Mm-hmm. Pebbles, all of them. How did you? Pebbles? Yeah. Hey, Pebbles is no Pebbles, joke. Uh, listen to me. I love it all. So I get to jam it. Like, if you see a Fred Smooth playlist, you'll be like, this dude right here is just all over the place. Like, I have no uh-huh. rhyme or reason mm-hmm. to why Elton John, Yellow Brick Road just went off and Pebbles just came on. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> back to back. I just, I like who I like. Yeah. What always, this is how I know I'm old. When a song will come on. And like my girlfriend and friend, like, oh, I love this song. I'm like, yeah, I loved it 20 years ago when it first came out. Yeah. By the original artist. Yeah. But you've never heard it. And so you're like, oh, it's so good. I'm like, I know it's good. Let me play for you the original. Original. And that's, that means a song is good if it's been remade. That's true. Over. Timeless. And it's timeless song. So, hey, listen, put me some Rick James in there. You know, whatever I need <laughs> at the time, I'm going to jam it. Well, hopefully when the draft comes, we'll be singing the praises of the commanders. I will be in Detroit, too. Oh, you're going to be there? Motown. Oh. Most definitely. That's Fred Smoot. I'm Michael Jenkins. It is the Get Loud Podcast presented by SeatGeek. You guys have a great week. Bubbles Jacks. The views and opinions expressed by our podcast guests and or hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Washington Commanders or any of their representatives.